0: Oh, man. How's it going, everybody? Good morning. Uh, or, well, almost good. Well, no, I don't know what that is. Is What's afternoon versus good evening? Evening is late, right? And afternoon is just that. It's, it's just afternoon. I think that's the way that that works out, right? So, anyway, you know, good looking, everybody. Um, seeing how it's going. What did I say, man? I knew it. the Warriors were going to go back and they were going to clinch that win at home. Steph Curry gets that Magic Johnson uh, Western Conference Finals MVP trophy. And they're going to the finals to face, in my opinion, it's probably going to be the Celtics. And I'm not going to lie to you. Do you know how chubbed up I am over the fact that there is a very real possibility that Larry Bird could present his own trophy in Boston to a Celtic for Eastern Conference MVP. I mean, man, I am telling you what, dude. That has got me just amped up. I am so excited because Larry Bird's my boy. It's my, He's my favorite player. So knowing that that's a possibility, knowing that that could happen, I mean, it's pretty sweet. thats It's pretty awesome. So I think that the Warriors go in and face the Celtics. I think that the Celtics don't have it in the finals. I don't think that they got enough on them. And so um, I think that the, uh, the Warriors take the finals more than likely. Steph gets his um, first finals um, MVP to complete his, uh, his collection, um, so to speak. And then, you know, that's I'm I'm not saying that that's it for him, that he, like, rides off into the sunset by any means. But I think that that's, you know, like that caps. As far as career accomplishments are concerned, you know, back-to-back MVP, you know, first unanimous MVP, um, you know, scoring champion, all-time leading scorer per season, per career. You know, it would be at this point four time NBA champion, one back to back championship, you know, and a a finals MVP. You know, what other awards can you hope to achieve as a point guard? You know what I'm saying? Aside from defensive awards, you know, and he's got all the all stars and first team NBA and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, what else could you want from, from him? You know, what else could you expect from him? So he's uh, – I think that this is – this will be like it'll, – it'll cap it for him and it'll cement him as one of the greats. You know, because what happened – I think what that first championship that they got, right, the first championship that they got, uh, Andre Iguodala was finals MVP because he had to guard LeBron. And then they lost to the Cavs in their second finals appearance – And then Kevin Durant got MVP, in finals MVP, in their next two championships. And then they lost again to the Raptors. So this will be their first time back in it, you know, for real, with everybody healthy. And then um, I think, you know, if they get the win, it's got to go to Steph. He's the best player on that team. You got to give it to the best player on the team or – the player who has to defend the other team's best player, which, you know, I don't when it comes to the Celtics, I mean, ah, there's a, it's a little bit of debate. I mean, you could say that Marcus you you could say that Marcus Smart is the best player on the team for the Celtics because of what he does for that team. But I also think that you could just as easily say that it's Jason Tatum. I really think that he's probably the anchor for that team. He's the main bucket getter, you know, the primary defender for that team. He's big. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. He can drive. I think that he's probably could be considered, you know, really the better player than um, – than Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart's no joke though, that's not to discredit him, he's pretty fucking good, he's a good point guard, so, I think that even though, you know, it would probably be like clay on Jason Tatum, I still think that you would have to give it to Steph, because he's going to be dropping 30 a night, you know, across seven games, or six games, whatever it is, you know, so, um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty exciting to watch. You know, in other news, in, like, tech stuff, I saw some unrelated, you know, obviously, talking about the new iPhone, um, which, you know, I was, I have flip-flopped in my time of the era of the phone, as it is, as the smartphone has become, you know, the pinnacle of tech technology in the world, because it really is, I mean, when you think about it. As far as consumer technology is concerned, there's probably nothing that gets more focus, more development, more mm, advancement, if you will, than the cell phone. Nothing else. And I mean, I remember the first phone that I got. It was a little bullshit at and Go phone back in um, the early 2000s. Before 2010, you know, I had one maybe like 05 or 06. I had a little, it was just a little bullshit flip phone. I remember the first camera phone that I had. It was this little badass Samsung flip phone. It had a big screen, big keyboard, had a screen on the outside of the flip, just like a little one. This was before the age of touch screens as well. It was a huge deal. Um, and then, I mean, I just had a series of wild phones after that. I mean, just going, I was all over the map with my phones. Um, that phone got stolen from me. So I had a little bullshit pill phone, you know, like little, you know, a pill phone, a phone shaped like a pill, you know, with a little baby screen on it. Just good enough to call and text here and there. And then, um, I went to the, I, I when I after that I had elevated. What did I get? Oh, so Sony Ericsson was huge. That was a that was a big deal when I was in high school. The Sony Ericsson was was a you know a badass phone. The one that slid, the little slider phone, and then Sony redid the Ericsson to where it was this little thin phone that it didn't it flipped down it didn't flip open because the screen never flipped it's it it stayed the same it had big screen on it and it flipped down it had a little cover that flipped and on the cover there was like a pause play next and previous button so because you know sony Ericsson was all about listening to music and um i had that little flip phone which I traded around a bunch of times. I traded for a Matrix, which was the phone that would slide two directions. You could slide it up for a regular, you know, one through zero keyboard. And then you could close it and slide it sideways for the full QWERTY keyboard. That was a legend. And then I upgraded that and I went to the, I think it was an HTC Titan. It was a Windows phone um it was like one of the first it was like a palm pilot windows phone uh stylus touchscreen enabled with the full slide out keyboard that was the first i think that was the first touchscreen phone that i had um and then what did i have after that phone i had a blackberry for a while um a little blackberry pearl it was the first one that had the ball the rolly ball i had that and then I went to the, um, I had a Garmin Nuvi phone because Garmin made a phone that was a full touch screen and it had a camera on it. It had a little badass, it had a cool battery. And of course it had the Garmin maps. It had free navigation maps on it. And so I bought that um i loved that one had it for a while until it bricked on me i had two one of them bricked went back to the pill phone they sent me another one used that one for a little while it bricked after a while and that was when i got my first um that was when i got my first android phone which was the galaxy s2 skyrocket And then I had that phone. That S2 Skyrocket was a game changer for me, dude. It was a game changer. I mean, oh, dude. That phone was so badass, man. It had a good camera, good processing power. It was on Android, so it had all the badass games and everything. OLED screen. It was like an 8-megapixel camera. The screen was like 4 inches, so it was huge, you know, quote-unquote huge at the time. And then I just leveled up from there on Samsung because after I had that phone, I started working at Best Buy. And to make matters worse, I was working in Best Buy Mobile selling phones. So I went from S2 Skyrocket to the S3 to the S... No, no, no. I went from the S2 Skyrocket to the Note 2 because the Galaxy Note 2 had just come out. Quad-core processor. It was the first phone to have a quad-core. Got that. Went to an S... I had an S3 after that, which seemed like a downgrade, but it was the international version of the S3, so it was also a quad-core. So you have the smaller phone with the quad-core, so it was a lightning fast. Um, then went to the S4, I think I went S4, S5, and then I did Note 3, and... No, no, no. S4, Note 3, and then I had the uh, HTC M8, which, full transparency, that phone, the HTC M8, that's one of the best phones ever made. That series, the M series that, that, that they did, that HTC did, the one that I had was like a gold brassy color, okay, it was the one of the. It was the first phone that had that like, when you when you're on the Android home screen, you scroll to the left, and it has like that feed, the Smart Stack uh, thing. I can't remember what it's called. It might be called Smart Stack, but um, Flip Flip Flipboard. I think that's what it was. Was Flipboard. It was the first phone to have that built in, integrated, um, to where you didn't have to get like get it as the app and set your home screen up for it, and. Um, but, dude, the build quality of the phone was so good. The battery on it was outrageous. It had an amazing camera. Oh, dude, it was it was so legit. And um, then I went from that to, I think, the Note 4. Maybe I had the, no, I had that gold one. I switched to a Galaxy S5, the gold S5, and then I went to the Note 4. And the Note 4 was, like, one of the last phones I had because I sold that and I downgraded back to an S5 at that point. Um, and I had that S5 for, like, two years until BlackBerry came out with the Priv. And it was, like, the rebirth of BlackBerry. Dude, that, I honestly, I think in terms of build quality, in terms of capability, um, and just the style and the functionality about it, I switched back to an iPhone after that phone, for the record. I switched back to an iPhone. That's what I have now. That's where this story goes, by the way. But honestly, I think that the BlackBerry Priv, and then they did another one after that. I think they called it the Key One was the second version of that. But I think that the BlackBerry Priv might be my favorite phone of all time. The BlackBerry Priv was a huge phone. It was a five-inch curved glass touchscreen, and other than at the time, the Note Edge, it was the only phone that was out that had a curved, a usable curved screen, but true to BlackBerry fashion, it was a sliding phone that had a full keyboard on it, and the keyboard was also touch integrated, so you could swipe using the keyboard and scroll using the keyboard it was it was so it was so legit. That phone was was made so well. It was strong. it had a Kevlar back on it, um, not a removable battery. Um, it was full Android. It didn't use blackberries, you know, bullshit. it was it was a legit phone. It was made so well. probably the only thing that they did wrong about that one is it was more of a square shape than a typical, like the way that a phone is now where it's a clear rectangle. That phone was a little bit more square, so it was kind of more difficult to handle, but man, it was a badass phone, and I used the fuck out of that keyboard. It was so nice. Um, And, uh, yeah, and then I, I sold that phone, and I got the iPhone X when the X first came out. I have was like one of the, like, I think iPhone X came out, you know, in the fall. And I think the very next year, like whatever that year, whatever year that was, 2018, I think it was early spring, January of 18, I had the X and then I've had, I've had it since then. Actually, I had the X up until, cause after I got the X is when I quit caring about phones. I haven't paid much attention to it. Um, because I was so addicted to it and I was so addicted to having new phones that, um, I, uh, I kind of had a problem and I had the X up until last spring. Um, when my phone, my X was having all kinds of issues, battery issues, overheating and stuff like that. And I upgraded to a 12 and that's what I've got right now. I've got a blue 12 and, um, you know, I was watching a video earlier about some of the newer phones, specifically like the newer iPhones, because I'm so integrated into the um, Apple, I don't know what you call it, the, I mean, just the Apple sphere, I guess. I mean, I have, you know, I've got an iPhone, my wife has an iPhone, we have an iPad, um, you know, I use Apple TV Pretty religiously to buy movies and to watch shows and to stream and stuff. Other than the other streaming that I do through, like you know, Disney Plus and, and Netflix, Apple TV is probably third, even before Hulu is. Um, but I I have an Apple Watch. Um, I've had two Apple watches. My my wife has one. I have AirPods. You know every place that i have worked that has that i've had a work phone has used iphone so it seems to be better ecosystem that was the word that i was looking for the apple ecosystem has kind of permeated all areas of my life since i've had a real job basically and have been you know for real for real buying and owning phones um so i could use android but it just wouldn't be the same i'm too embedded now i've got too many of the other accessories and stuff that go with it so you know it is what it is But, you know, one thing that I saw recently, this is a speculation video because it's, you know, talks about leaks was, you know, Marquez Brownlee, shout out MKBHD. If you, um, if you haven't yet, definitely check out his videos. He's like the best tech reviewer in the world, I would say. Um, I think I've like dedicated watch his videos and he does everything. He does cameras, he does computers, he does gaming systems, he does uh, electric cars, EVs. He's a big Tesla advocate, but he has also done the Hummer, the new Silverado, and the F-150 Lightning, the all-electric trucks and stuff that are coming out. Of course, he does reviews of Teslas because he's got one. Um, he just reviews everything tech, and it's all good. It's Everything is well shot. It's good quality. It's very informative and unbiased, um, so highly recommend. Um, the other thing, though, is that he uh, was talking about the new iPhones and the new iPhone leak and that there is a proposal for the iPhone 14 that the overall design is going to stay the same essentially that's kind of the thought process but the big change point is the improved chip because you know over the years apple since they started doing their own chips puts a new chip the you know the what is it a a15 a11 a12 a14 all that all that bullshit all the all whatever the chips are m if that's what if it's an m i can't remember i think it's like an an a something bionic a15 bionic whatever all those chips that they put in the new phone of the year gets that new chip and they're saying that this year with the 14 there's a very real potential that the 14 will release same body style same frame as the 13 and the base model 13 or the base model 14 is going to have the same chip, the A15, I think it is, A15, that the 13 has. So really, they're going to market it as being a new phone, but it's going to be the same as the last year's model. And he was talking, how can they do that? Will they really do that? Because their biggest thing is after they show you the new phone and they talk about the new features, the very next slide is is the price points where it talks about, you know the newest version of the se which is the cheapest phone that they offer the most affordable phone for like you know 400 bucks or whatever all the way up until the 1200 hundred dollar, you know big boy max pro whatever you know it is he he and his question is do you think that they can do that and i do think that apple can get away with it number one because it's apple and it's such an apple thing of them to do but I think that the way that they get away from it is by modifying the other subsets of their lineup, because another thing that they talked about is the 13 being the last year that they offer the mini, which sucks that the mini didn't sell because I thought that it would do really well. In fact, I find myself going back and forth like if I was to get a new phone, would I go with a mini? Because Or would I go with a max because that's basically where I'm at. I don't want to get the same thing. I either want a huge one or I want a step down. And the reason that I would go for the step down is because my hands are big, like my palms, like from knuckle to bottom and from side to side. My hands are big, but my fingers are not. I get these stubby little stupid fucking fingers. And so while a big phone fits in my hand really well, reaching it with my thumb doesn't work so well, so having a smaller phone would be really good for me because not only would I be able to reach it, but I'd be able to hold it that much more better. It would be that much more secure. You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, the bigger phone means the bigger battery. It means the bigger screen. In this case, the Max, because they quit doing the Max and the other the the smaller versions of the phone, just the base version. It means I'd get the bigger cameras, the better processing power, the better display, womp, 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 this, that, and the other, those other bullshit features that they add with the Pro version. So there's a benefit to it either way. I mean, you got to pay for it, but there's a benefit to it. It's easily gained. Um, so there's talk about them getting rid of the Mini and adding a Max version to the base model phone. So there would be a 14, a 14 Max, a 14 Pro, and a 14 Pro Max. So the Pro versions would be the only phones that they would release with the upgraded chip, the A16, I think it is now, is, is what it would be this year if they dropped that. The Everything else, the, the 14 and the 14 Max, would be the base versions, or I wonder if they would drop the max and they would go to plus. They would bring plus back for that. So it'd be a 14 and a 14 plus and then pro and pro max, that kind of deal. If they modified their lineup like that, they could get away with basically selling last year's phone and rebranding it as being, the, uh, as being from 13 to 14 because they eliminate the mini and, They add the plus or the max, whatever they would do. So they kind of change the lineup slightly, even though you would be keeping same phone, same chip. Plus, the other upgrades would have to come in software as well. But they are, my thought is they've got to be able to do something else to it. Something else has to be able to change. My kind of thought process is purely in the battery. They, They are modifying battery life. It's either that or the, the display itself. They add, they improve the display quality on the base models, but somehow they're only able to keep ProMotion on the Pro phones. That's, it's kind of hard to do. Like, I don't know what they would be able to work out. There has to be some other kind of modification that they would do. They could get away with not doing it just by changing the lineup between, you know, getting rid of the mini and adding a a max or a a plus for the base model phone. They could totally do it and just stick with just that. And like I said, it would be very Apple of them and they would catch a lot of shit, but it would still sell and they could still do it. But I think strategically the best way to do it to make everybody happy and give people less to complain about is you still – for the base model 14, would have to make some kind of a hardware improvement. You'd have to make some kind of noticeable dent, some other thing that you could credit it with. you got to make, like I said, do something to the display, increase the battery. I don't think that they're going to do anything with the notch because a lot of people have talked about that. And I think that people are used to the notch and where they shrunk the notch with the 13, I think that people are happy enough with that that they can get by with it because it would be such a radical change. I think that they almost need to wait until it's another anniversary phone to do it. Kind of like introducing the notch with the 10 and just going skipping straight from eight and going to 10. I think that they would have to wait for an anniversary release before they made another big change point like that. And that's just kind of my thought at least. And we're a little ways away from that, but that also gives them time to really capitalize on the market that Android has developed with eliminating the notch and, you know, camera and sensors behind the screen and and everything like that. And maybe bring that kind of to the forefront at a a certain point. So I don't know. It's just my kind of, my kind of thoughts on it. I think that, like I said, when it releases, in my mind, if 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 I'm Apple from a business perspective, it would probably just be ah, eh, let's just release the same phone with a new name, and you know we'll we'll adjust our lineup with the, dropping the mini and adding the plus because they'll still keep the thirteen, and I, I I bet they still keep the thirteen mini within their lineup or maybe the entire thirteen series altogether they still keep that in their lineup in terms of that scale from cheapest to newest and most expensive you know what i'm saying you could still keep that and use that because i think that there is still a, a small market for the mini i do think that it exists but then you introduce you know the 14 because their biggest thing really you could uh, you could really sweep the 14 being the, the base model 14 being the same thing. You could sweep that under the rug by capitalizing on improvements with the pro series, as well as the fact that you're adding a plus or a max to the base model. You, if you, if you focus purely on those things, which is what they would do, they're not stupid. You could get away with it. You know, they could, they could spend enough time marketing that, that that would be the focus point. And it's going to sell no matter what at the end of the day. It's going to sell, you know, big fucking deal. Um, So that's, I don't know. It's kind of my, my thought on it and who knows, maybe they'll shock the world and they'll go, they'll switch away from this proprietary bullshit and they'll go to USB-C, which is what people have been asking for for, since like the 10 was released. Since the X came out, the biggest change point that people have wanted uh, since the since that the change point people have wanted has been USB C, and they've stuck hard to um lightning adapters since the five so we'll see what happens but yeah all right well i think that's probably enough rambling for me today i've probably bored you all to death here so i I appreciate your time and and listening if you do and maybe sharing in those opinions or arguing back and screaming back at your phone or whatever at me All, all is good i appreciate it so Anyway, thanks for listening as always, and I will uh, catch you on the next one. Deuces.